Hello and welcome back to another evolving hockey podcast episode. My name is Sean and I'm joined by an electric duo. <laughs> um, you've known them for their hot takes, uh, their Nachushkin versus Drysidle debate. It's the evolving wild twins and Josh and Luke Youngren. What's up, Sean? Hello, Sean. We are saying the host with the most. Yeah, the I, was host ca- I was calling myself that, but Sean's the host with the most. Sorry for so. the laughs early at, at first too. We had a couple uh, 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 false starts at the beginning there, so we're this is this is take like. Three I, I was laughing too. I yeah. was laughing too. It's, it's fine. We're you know we have fun here. We have yeah, fun we here. We have fun. You know? We uh we're the, the NHL season is now fully underway. Uh, we are almost a week into games. Right. Is all it, teams have played. All teams have played. Uh, the, Isl- teams. the Islanders and Capitals had to wait until Saturday, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, that they. They had like two games on a night, but still, like, yeah, sorry guys, you, you're gonna wait till Saturday to start. <laughs> and then they started. I I just thought it was so funny how they started the Blackhawks on a back to back, which is yeah. just like you know. I mean, obviously, like the whole story. Of this I think so far has been like the and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I have to say the coverage of Connor Bedard has just been out of control from the NHL. I mean, like I don't know. It maybe it's probably good, and I've heard. Well, that, did you see Taylor Hall's comments? I just saw that. Oh, today. about how to leave the kid alone, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. That's like the only thing that I, I feel like is like every day they've been talking about Bedard. And I just don't remember, even with like McDavid, I don't remember it being quite like this. So I don't know if they've changed, if they have a new strategy. I don't know, Sean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe your younger brain is more has a better memory <laughs> than mine does from, you know, seven years ago or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> it it just feels like it's been kind of like the only thing the NHL cares about right now is Bedard. Um and like, there's not really a lot of other things that have been really talked well, about. Well, Matthews got two hat tricks. Yeah, you know? and you know what, Matthews, Patterson, and was it who was the third star? I just saw this. Was it Pasternak? No, no, I don't remember who who got the third star of this last week. Anyway, um, yeah, Connor Bedard. That's the the name we're going to name the episode Connor Bedard because that's in <laughs> that's the theme of the NHL season so far. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think they did a better job marketing Bedard than they did with McDavid and Matthews. Yeah. Like I think they're they kinda learned from their lesson, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah, and I, I guess I'm sorry, I'm I'm I don't mean to come off like that's a bad thing, like or critical. I guess that's how, probably how it came off. It was more I'm trying to say that it's been surprising that that's the uh well actually I don't think it is really that surprising. I, I guess it's for the pretty NHL, surprising that it's they, for the that NHL. They did it. Right. Yeah. It's it's surprising for the NHL to do it, but like uh, that's kind of what you should be doing is marketing like the young generational players. I think hockey's unique in which the draft age is 18 by September 15th, which is the youngest draft age of any, um, is it major sport in, in the U S yeah. I think maybe you can get it. Well, I thought the no, NBA you can't was get around with that in the I, NBA. I no, because no. all these guys they do one and outs, one and done for a reason. Oh yeah. So it's it's the youngest. It is the youngest uh, of the major sports in in the United States at least. And um, you know, Connor Bedard looks like he's fifteen <laughs> in some senses. Well, I do. He's, he's built like a man, but like he he looks like a fifteen year old. Yeah. If he if you saw him in a sophomore English class, like you wouldn't think he was that out of place outside of the fact that he's quite built. Yeah. Yes. Well, he also he kind of talks like a you know uh, uh like a twenty seven year old vet kind of. I mean, that's all the interviews I well, feel I like. I think that. But like... the thing is that they were just like I think the criticism was the actual like media interviews and stuff, which I kind of is like, well, I don't. You don't need to. 
we don't need to hear from this kid. Like, he's only 18. Like, what is he going to tell me? What does he got to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm 34, kid. You know, I'm almost <laughs> twice as old as you are. <laughs> messed up now that I think about it. But anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, – pl- I mean, they, they, they scheduled him for three games this last week. Yeah. And I don't know. He was fun. He looked pretty good. Um, I think that it's, you know, it's, but again, it's like, it's the rookie year. I mean, I obviously, I think that there's probably like, I don't know, there hasn't been a, a prospect like Bedard that is more of a, I think a, a quote unquote sure thing. Right. I mean, since like, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to think was like, I was thinking about the, the hyper David and Matthews and like their, their prior, like their, I, I don't know if it's their junior records or whatever you want to say, like the stats and how the scouting around both of them, like has, we're, I feel like McDavid had more hype around how good he could be than Bedard did. Um, yeah, I think so, because there were multiple NHL teams tanking, like actively <laughs> well, making the worst but last year. There was a- the difference. That was probably also like an East Coast bias thing. If we're if we're honest, right? Because what was with the McDavid? McDavid McDavid did his. He played in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah. And he got his exceptional status in the Ontario Hockey League. Whereas Connor Bedard was playing in Regina, do you can you pick out Regina on a map? I could actually, yeah, yeah I know it? where it is. This, that's that's another topic of, of uh, being <laughs> yeah, I know where that... you know these strange yeah. things, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. But I think the thing, I actually the the most hype I remember for a player in recent years is Kaprizov, mainly because of his first couple games. I'm just saying, like, not leading up to an NHL season, but like once Kaprizov was in the league. And because everybody was like, okay, waiting for this guy, you know, this kid to come over from Russia. And then when he started playing in the NHL, he just was doing these crazy things. And I remember just on Twitter, like everybody was going nuts for the Kaprizov clips that were happening. That's like kind of the only, like, I don't think, maybe I just, I kind of like, like we had to do just a shit ton of work after the season started. And I kind of just had to turn my brain off from hockey for a couple days this weekend. So maybe I missed some clips of Bedard, but I haven't really seen anything like crazy like nutty from him it so does far. kind of i think what's funny with the blackhawks is it seems like their whole they're kind of like just like i think he also i i don't know now but he is they're giving him a lot of time i mean he he had through i think saturday like the most time and for any forward granted he had played the most games you know along with what was it did nashville have three games and vegas had vegas had three? yeah um so you know but it, it he he does seem like he's getting to the you know front of the net like he's taking shots i, I know that his at least his his ixg or his xg values right you know but this is kind of an a, you know accumulate uh um it's a, a raw stat so it's accumulating over like the amount of time he's getting but yeah i guess well it'll be interesting to kind of watch him i i just don't remember their uh well and i yeah the nhl has really been they've really been pushing uh you know the the narrative around bedard as this new star which i think it's pretty likely that he will be but also it is kind of funny because like it's not like the blackhawks are are good i mean it's not like they're they have a good team you know no offense i mean that's not that's not who you're marketing to no i know i know you know like the i the idea is like like look chicago's a giant market whether you like it or not unfortunately (laughs) it is and um he's this generational player that is coming into this really big market and they're finally marketing that yeah and eventually just the way it works like imagine if they get a top five pick again this year like i don't know (laughs) what if they end up with like again number one again or you know get eiserman at like number two like uh I don't know, like that. 
they could start to build something if oh, they yeah. do it right. And it's kind of a guy you build around. Like it took the Oilers until McDavid to be able to kind of build themselves into a playoff team again. Yeah. With them years well, and years. But that Chicago was... doesn't really have to go too, too long um, and shouldn't have to take too many first overall tries to be able to get to. Yeah. But that, the, the point o- of contending the, again. The other thing is that I think, you know, um, the Oilers famously mismanaged a lot of things during the build up to the McDavid era. I think that's a bit of an uh, understatement. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is it is just kind of funny because I'm, I'm trying to think about comparables. Um, but, yes, I do think that the Bedard hype leading into the season and even from the draft onward until the start of the season was bigger than anything I had remembered. Um I don't even think like, you know, previous... I think from a from a media standpoint. Now, I think that the hype around like this is kind of I was just thinking about it. My original point was I don't remember the, this kind of hype around Matthews. Um obviously he had the four goals in the first game, which Bedard did not. Let's just make that, you know, make that clear. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bedard didn't even score in his first game. I know, he didn't. Let's just talk about that. I know I was but like <laughs> just think about like like Jack Hughes was first overall, right? He was first overall with the Devils, right? Am I wrong there? No, I think yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and like if Bedard, I would say if Bedard turns into Jack Hughes, that would be like a massive. That'd be a home run, right? I think a lot of Bedard's pe- could be better than Hughes. Well, so but, I think. You, well, but, well, but here's the thing, right? Is I'm just saying that like that. That's kind of like the I, floor. I, like if if that's like the hype that's that's what I'm saying is that first. Well, okay, a I don't think a lot of people understand just how good Jack Hughes is, right? Right now. Uh, and B, I think that that's like the floor for a player with that hype. Like I, I would say, I don't know if this is making any sense. Maybe I'm not well, portraying I mean, what current, I'm saying. The current sure. narrative around Bedard is that he is better than any other player that's coming to the league in quite a while. Now, since McDavid. Since, well, since. <laughs> that's kind of how it feels it like. Does, that's what I'm saying. The, the current narrative seems to be that Bedard is the next McDavid. And he's, I, I mean, honestly, seems like some people or the, some of the narratives are like he could be better than McDavid, which I don't – I actually think McDavid is like maybe the <laughs> – I mean, it sounds kind of absurd to say, but even in the modern era, like like where is McDavid all time among hockey players? It's just like, you know, like eh, – eh, like Oh, he's got to be like one of the greatest to ever play the game, right? Even like just if he – if his career trajectory keeps at the same pace – and the same arc that you would expect if, like, nothing derails it, right? Like, I, I mean, McDavid's career is going to end up being, like, one of the greatest in NHL history probably, right? Like, his stats are insane. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sean's not really I don't saying know. Sean's not agreeing with or <laughs> Sean I, is, He is the captain of my fantasy hockey team this year. The heated driveway is <laughs> lost in week one. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> though, that if, if they keep losing 8-1 to the Canucks... Uh, to open their seasons, Stuart Skinner's had a bit of a you know rough who didn't here. lose eight one of the Canucks, Bedard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. It's true. It was funny to see that, like, because because now we can transition into kind of we can't really talk about any stats. We can right? talk some stats. We can talk about the on, the on ice, uh, you know, leaders <laughs> so far on through, ice. through three games. <laughs> on ice, cor- uh, percentage game through. Where are the early Calder? Where are the early the, Calder folks? <laughs> I don't know if the if we got if rookies are fully up to Do date. Do I just yet. sort by shooting percentage and there's your there's, and there's your, your there's your call there well, winners? Heading we into a, tonight, it I I thought of you guys earlier are particularly Luke Pitlick. <laughs> well, like heading into tonight, I could probably pull this up really quickly. Like Austin had like a shooting percentage of like forty two percent. 
And yeah, I was like, hey, Luke would think that's going to be sustainable. He's still, he's at 46% Look, right but see, now. Austin Matthews, Matthews has a 46% had, shooting percentage 46, right now. Matthews, okay, Matthews so actually, has a history. That was basically what Rem Pitlick had now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We've been over, we don't need to keep coming back to So this. right now, we currently, the all-time, the, the, the current shot uh, shooting percentage leaders in the league right now. Can you guess? Matthews is is not, uh, so minimum well, 30 somebody, minutes played. There's somebody right? who's 30. taken one shot and scored. <laughs> minimum 30 minutes played. Minimum 30 and minutes played. And and we have, and it's not 100%. So we're, we, this is filtered out, uh, actually, yeah, this is filtered um, out. Oh, it, is it Bo, Bo Horvat? Not Bo Horvat. Uh, he's not, he's shot more, I guess. Okay, yeah, that makes There's sense. There's one player right now that's at 80%, and they played almost 50 minutes. <laughs> oh, who are... I think I don't think I've been paying... Who scored that many? I just looked at the point leaders just to, to kind of get an idea. Point leaders? Yeah, 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 sorry. Point leaders. <laughs> uh, Mangiapane. It, he is he's close. He's second. <laughs> he has, he's got two goals so far. He's right? got two goals I on... I think he's... Two yeah, goals on three shots. Too. Who has who has four goals on five shots? Yeah, that's that's what you're that's what you're I uh, thought it oh JT Miller? Toivu. Wait, who? Toivu. Teravinen? Teravinen. Yes. Teravinen yeah. is the current really? percentage leader. He has four goals on five shots in fifty minutes played. He's, he's the finishing talent that the <laughs> yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. Needed. He's the answer. He's the answer did you for see the Hurricanes. They, did you see that they got um they got beat pretty hard last night. Oh my god! Yeah, the yeah, they got absolutely rocked. Well, what Here, was the final I was score? Looking, it's like it's like making me because our game projection for that was like seventy nine percent Carolina, <laughs> which was Just like, driving you nuts, right? Yeah, I was like, but, I saw it, and they were down three zero. And I'm like, oh, we're just gonna start our log loss. Is just gonna we're going also, straight was, to the bottom. It was a home game. game. About it. it was a home game for the Hurricanes. They were bo- both teams were on a back to back as well, which is the reason. No, why no, was, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It was in Anaheim. It wasn't Anaheim. Luke, you said it was a home game. We I didn't watch the game. We were no. Busy last it was night. in Anaheim. Carolina went out and played L. A. And oh, then they that's right. Okay. Anaheim. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I was just checking. I anyway. Sorry. I don't know. So, what were matter. you saying, Sean? But think about it. The shot attempts were 88 to 49 in favor of Carolina. <laughs> but the shots on goal were only 35 to 25. And then I'd had to filter out the empty net goals for the expected goals, but it was basically pretty much even at term in terms of expected goals, <laughs> like <laughs> roughly like three apiece. Yeah, that's some vintage hurricanes right there. Some vintage hurricanes, yeah. I don't know. I was like kind of pull I was like did I do something wrong? Do I have errors in my game projection code somewhere cuz this and The Ducks I, took nine penalties last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wait, three the, period? The Ducks did? The Ducks took nine penalties. Let me go look at this I don't game. know if I, there was offsetting here. I'm just looking at like I'm on the uh, pass games page for those who um, I don't know. Is this behind the subscriber wall? Yeah, it's like it's the pass standard. games page. Anaheim. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, under the pass games page, just looking at the um, the overview. Yeah, the, yeah. The funny thing is that like our we're already higher on the Hurricanes and lower on the Ducks. I think in our in our than several. I think we talked about. I think I don't know. The Ducks were so bad last year though. Like it's just like they didn't really n- change anything, and the Canes kind of only got better, kind of right. They added Bunting and Orlov. Who'd they lose? This is just the stuff that happens. I know. I'm just yeah. saying. Like I was trying to think. Like, did I screw something up here for this projection to be so high? And then I was like thinking about. It, I'm like, I don't think so. Because no. <laughs> like, and then <laughs> look they at the, and then... look at the rosters. <laughs> I, I mean, know. really, Adam Henrique, Benoit. 
uh, Olivier Gruel, Brett Leeson, Cam Fowler, Frank Petrano had a hat trick. Ilya yeah, Petrano, Zushkin, yeah. Yeah, Jackson Lacombe, uh, Jacob Silverberg, Jamie Drysdale, Mason McTavish, Mac Jones, uh, Pavel, what's his last name again? Min- Minukov? Min- Minukov? I don't know. This is, Min- this is where my pronunciations become an issue. Radko Gudis, Ross the- Johnston. <laughs> Ross Johnston, that you picked him up off of waivers, <laughs> off of from New this York. Is, this is a, a powerhouse team. I'm hearing from the Ryan right Strom, Sam Carrick, Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry. Yeah, I, that is not a. It's not a good team. <laughs> like who? Who do they not, have in goal? I can't remember. Gibson. Wait, Gibson. They have is, Lucas Dostal. Yeah, Dostal. No, Gibson. Get. I didn't Gibson. Wait, what happened with Gibson? Didn't he retire? Or no, no, no. Did John Gibson retire? No, I think he played the night before. Oh. Yeah, they were on a back. The way that okay, never mind. Was in the, what oh, was I thinking? I just like, I it know. was like making my head, my brain hurt seeing that the the the. And then I was like, I tweeted last night. I said, "How the hell did the Carolina did the Hurricanes lose to the Coyotes?" Because <laughs> I was like, my brain was just like mush. I was like trying to deal with something where there's a thing in in our old data where one the pre like the Coyotes in the early data we have they used to be known as. Their team abbreviation was PHX, which is Phoenix, because they used to be the Phoenix Coyotes, right? So I have this whole check in place, and it was causing me issues with joins. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> I was, like, thinking I had the Coyotes on the brain, and I made this mistake about how did the how did the Canes lose to the to – the, I meant to say Ducks, obviously. Anyway, but, yeah, it's been – there's been some funny results uh, in the first, uh, first couple. Like, for instance, Philip Gustafson – I know this. I, honestly, my main knowledge of the start of the season has been through fantasy hockey, which is kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Philip Gustafson had a forty save shutout in his first game. And my my uh, opponent in fantasy had Philip Gustafson, and that was like an ele- in our settings, it was like an eleven and a half point night. And then the next game against the Maple Leafs. He what let in seven goals? I think yeah, I think it was seven goals. And had a negative five and a half point night, which was kind of funny. I assume there was an empty net goal in in the game, but there wasn't. It was just like he was in. They net just for... let they didn't pull him. They didn't no. put Flurry in anyway. No. It's just been kind of funny because yeah. Then also Stuart Skinner has gotten absolutely like run over. Who was yeah. one of our Calder finalists last year. Uh, and so you know, goalies—they're gonna goalie. Jinx! I know. We yeah, j- yeah we jinx. So you don't. You don't. If you're a rookie, you do not want to end up on Luke's couch. No, you don't want <laughs> to. For sure. Unless you're Kaprizov. <laughs> Although I, it'll be interesting if Bunting is gonna is gonna be serviceable. I was looking at the at the Canes and they have him on the top line. That's a, a Calder. Yeah, I was gonna say. Are you saying Bunting's oh, still a Calder? Because I'm saying if I, I <laughs> that's a good we, bit. Just say that was that was actually yeah. a joke. That's a good bit. Yeah, because if if Bunting's gonna make the Calder Calder top five again this year, um, no, it was uh, it's just funny because there's some 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 interesting uh. Uh, kind of early season happenings. Yeah, uh, there are. So it was far. it was funny. I was looking at the uh, the highest, um, just like some of the raw counting stats or whatever for for players. Uh, and Bedard, he's shooting a lot. Like you know, there's only two players who have more shot attempts, uh, like all situations than Bedard. Now, granted, Bedard has played like a bunch of minutes. He's played more minutes than most forwards in the league so far. How many is he averaging? Are they playing him like 25 a night? Yeah, he's got 66 minutes in three games, so he's playing like 22, 23 a night. Yeah. Um, something like that. I don't quite remember what, what his actual game-by-game was. But um, but uh, 
Philip Forsberg, number one in Corsi right now. 35 shot attempts through three games. McKinnon has 33 shot attempts in two games right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was the San Jose game that Colorado yeah. played. Yeah. If, if we are looking at stats, early season stats, <laughs> my favorite one is easily going to be right now through the three games, the Hurricanes have spent 22.7 minutes shorthanded okay <laughs> in those minutes they've outscored their opponents three to two <laughs> they've <laughs> scored three shorthanded goals in just over 20 minutes time that's pretty good yeah that's, uh, that's they're beating the average there i'll say yeah i i think that that's uh that well, isn't that <laughs> didn't they do that wait not last well what did they do last who year? is the team the the ultimate power kill uh, team. I thought trying, it was wasn't her- it Columbus? No, from like several years ago. I'm trying to think of what, or was it the Maple Leafs with Marner? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. No, I'm trying to think. I, we're I just thought- picking out little tidbits from the first like two to three games for every team. I was is trying. That to- not crazy though. No, it is. It's nuts. Three short-handed goals. I know, and they still uh, lost to the Ducks yeah. six to th- three or whatever it was, six <laughs> to four. And they definitely had a short-handed goal against the Ducks, and I. <laughs> left that game page but i know they at least had one and anyway, i think oh, they scored against the i was trying kings to look because the kings have two shorthanded goals allowed i was trying to look for for, for the goals like uh the shorthanded um metrics from last year and uh edmonton actually led the league in goals for shorthanded uh at 2.23 per 60 minutes um but they also had uh they they weren't uh they weren't that bad it was just funny to see that that last year Hur- the hurricanes had a uh, 1.3 goals for per 60, but they only had 5.2 goals allowed uh, per 60 shorthanded. Only the Bruins had a better power, uh, uh, penalty kill last year uh, from a goal goal scoring standpoint. Um, but Eb- and who was the worst? The Ducks. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> last year, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a good strategy if you're going to be you know shorthanded. Well, how many minutes was it that they've been shorthanded? Twenty twenty two. It's been 22.7. 22. Yeah. Let's just call it 23. Yeah. 23 minutes shorthanded in three games. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and lot. And they also lead the team. Yeah. And then they also <laughs> lead uh, the league in power play minutes so far at 29. <laughs> yeah. There Wait, so go. how, how many fun, minutes have, there, have, they, have they been at even strength? At even strength this year. Let me look. I'll, I'll take a look. Sean probably has. Okay. See, you guys are just exposing. I'm just sitting here nervously, like, hoping that these yeah, that I know we're nothing just going in, through. in this data is wrong. I don't think it should be. I have all these checks in it's place. It's all wrong. It's all wrong, Luke. <laughs> don't tell me that, Sean. But, no, it's, we haven't it's even. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting as we're kind of looking through, too. Uh, looks like shot attempts like all across the board are up in terms of those shot rates, in terms of all shot attempts, individual Corsi. Yeah, well, all we're gonna, pretty much up. We're gonna have yeah. to check, like, look, check more back block, on, more block shots. Well, that's as the thing. we would expect with the changes. Yeah, that we discussed, I think, previously. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to start monitoring. I've been is, uh, did they actually add more shot attempts? Like, because there was people saying, oh, well, these are already recorded. But and so they they've been like we've already had these shots were already recorded they just weren't labeled properly, uh, which would be the the teammate blocked shots yeah uh, that they discussed. now have added. But I was skeptical because that seems like it's a new indication that it would be a shot that they were previously not recording a shot sorry a shot attempt uh, that they previously weren't recording that they are now recording, which would add I think when I looked it's about like 
three to six additional shot attempts total for each game for both teams, like combined. So we'll have to see because that would be probably the reason for the increase in shot attempts, almost certainly. But um, also, like the other thing is that this we're talking is, about really, really small. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. I know, but that's I, I'm just playing around. No, I know, but I was gonna say. Um, I was gonna say we could uh, we could check in on some of our how our how our preseason favorites were because the Kraken did have not had a uh, a great start. See, and this is where I this is where I shielded myself because I didn't pick a dark horse or anything. Right, last I didn't. Sean was trying to make me, you know, look bad. This week. I don't even remember who I picked at this point. I'm just like whatever. You picked the Kings. I picked someone the in the Kings, Metro, I think. didn't I? No, you picked the Kings. I think didn't you? I picked Kings. Or no, you picked the Senators. Out. Didn't no. you oh. pick the Senators? Senators. No. We have, we'll have out. <laughs> you know what I think we should do is we should take take a quick break. I'll check the tape on on that. So <laughs> we'll we check can... the tape. <laughs> <laughs> check the tape. How long has it has it been? Have we already huh? thirty minutes? Or are we doing a shorter one? Oh, we're at like I don't know twenty five, yeah. twenty six minutes. Isn't that normal? Or do yeah, you want, we, are we gonna keep going? We, we can come back with a focused with a focused yeah. second half. Or who knows? Maybe we'll just keep like pointing out like tiny little micro rips. sample size, like kind of like uh you know how, trivial. How does the NHL's stat recording affect geography. Yeah, that, that's a question <laughs> people want. After the break, <laughs> yes, after the break. After we have a new sponsor, so uh, a no. message from our new no. sponsor, and then we'll be right back after this. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much to our lovely sponsor for that message. Um, anywho, so we'll start the second half of the podcast not talking about my usage of anywho <laughs> and talking about, um, I guess, the turmoil of the Leafs. <laughs> the correct usage of the word turmoil here. Uh, so as I do, I'm sort of watching hockey during the podcast Um the twins didn't notice, so it's not quite obvious. And I really haven't been paying too much attention. But as we speak, the Leafs are losing three to one with uh, less than five minutes left in the <laughs> third period oh, to God. the Chicago Blackhawks. It's the Ford F one fifty final five, <laughs> and only that only Bruins that even... fans will get that. It's a it's a Bruins fan thing. Um, so there's quite a bit of. of uh, Leafs Twitter's kind of exploding right now. <laughs> I mean, I will say, so, we this is again, we did have the Le- the Leafs at se- almost 75% to beat the Blackhawks. 73.7, I think. Oh, 70, it's not 70. I just looked. Okay. This is like, it personally, to me, when these type of probabilities happen and the teams lose, it hurts me on a personal level. It personally That's, offends Luke. Because like, as we said many times, we don't, I don't gamble on hockey games. Right. But I, so I, but I really want my model to be right. And so <laughs> it's like, that's why I get irritated when these upsets happen. And I don't like it because 
I don't know what the implied odds were. Maybe we're just like, I need to just go in and boost up Connor Bedard because the Blackhawks are some powerhouse team now. That well, they're Bedard one. Is... In, they're one and two. So it's not. Like, it's not like they're. You know, well, about I mean, they're about to be two. two. I didn't be... think Bedard has scored tonight. No. Who was it? Entwistle. It seems uh, like Johnson this... and. Harry. It seems right? like, because to, to be honest, like <laughs> the Leafs, I mean, you know. It, Tyler when, Johnson? Here's the real question is, yeah. can the Leafs win if Matthews doesn't score a hat trick every game? That seems to be the actual question. I mean, I don't know. They look really, they look real solid, uh, at least, yeah, for most of the game well, we, against the we Wild. We didn't watch a ton of like Leafs, Leafs games. I mean, it's the Wild, though. Yeah, right. it's yeah, it's the way. I mean, it is well, wild. They're solid. Gustin, they looked. A, they did not look great against the Canadian. Yeah, the the did the not. Wild. I, Gusterson had a, a bit of a rough game as well, but also the team just didn't look. The Wild didn't particularly look great. Um, Are they really? Is Klingberg really on their top unit? Uh, yeah, it's rough, dude. The it's Leafs. Rough. It's rough. <laughs> it, it's he's on the bottom pair though now. In, in terms of defensive pairings, I did. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is here. You know, this is the problem. You're gonna get rid of uh, of Kyle Dubas. <laughs> you know, things are gonna. <laughs> yeah, things all... are going downhill. No, I, I, but like, I don't know. I said this in our preseason previews about Reeves, about Klingberg, about Bertuzzi. Is that those additions, but with losing the players they did, is that's gonna end on. Our models not liking you as much, but it 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 also seems like <laughs> this game, based on what I've seen on Twitter, based on what Sean has been kind of you know muttering under his breath as he's watching, is that the Leafs themselves like it's not just their I mean it is their bad players, but they haven't looked particularly great either you know uh, in this game. But I don't know I I what's funny is like we're have you know we're talking about this after like two games for I every know. team right it's and like it, it kind of reminds me of when we you know we've I remember. I think the the Corsica model competition, or whatever from 2017. I don't know, Sean. Did you have you didn't have a model in that? Did you? Do you remember what I'm no, talking I about? No, I watched those. I, I would, yeah, I would show up every day to look at everybody's odds and. It'd be fun. It fun. It'd be fun to kind of resurrect that competition and do another one one season. Maybe next year when we have some more stuff sorted out, we could get the kind of that going because that was a lot of that was actually pretty fun to have that kind of track. Um, yeah, if people don't know what that was back in 2017. Manny Perry, creator of Corsica.com, no, Hockey. Yeah. Yes. Previous site that was a great site. Um, ran a comp, it was like a Kaggle competition. If you're not familiar with Kaggle, it's a like a data model, data science competition where you basically try to the you compete against people to build the best projection model or predict the thing the best. Uh, anyway, so there I think there were like twenty or fifteen projections. It was a and lot of people. It was, a, it was a lot of people who are now, I think, you know, with teams. Like Namita had a model. Dawson Spriggins had a model. Uh, I think Matt Kane had a model. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I want to say like uh, uh, Ian. I think uh, Ian Fleming. Right. I think yeah. also had a model. Although Danny I think Page. I think Ian is with well, the soccer, soccer team. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's uh, not. I think he's done with that now. I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah, but, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really sure. There were a few other people. We had one, and it was like the first real experience that we had. Like doing a proper model, if you will. And then, you know, you would just do game projections and then you would submit them uh, to the site and then it would track, like, the leaders, essentially, over the course of the season, which is not all that dissimilar. Dissimilar? Yes. Yeah, not all that different, I could say. (laughs) Um, Or it's similar to what, like, Hockey Skits on Twitter or, like, we do with the team projections of just tracking multiple public models throughout the season. Um, But it was kind of fun because it was this, like, more of a... Uh, there was a bit of like you know, kind of some competition involved where the tracking is more like, oh, here's how the models are doing, but also 
it kind of fostered a, an interesting kind of uh, discussion around model building and like how each one performed and like what you know how each different system worked in maybe different ways. Sean, you you want to say something? Well, for me, I think what was interesting with that was every single day the uh, game probabilities for everybody's model would be displayed. Yeah. If you remember that. Yeah. So you would be able to basically get everybody's game probabilities in one place. Like right now, if you want to go grab, um, you know, the evolving hockey game probabilities, you go, oh, I'm not even going to look. Um, projections, <laughs> team projections. And then uh, the first tab over on the that second is. Tab. Yeah. Yeah, game projections. Well, I'm saying first tab over. Yeah. But Se- first, yeah, there's only tab. two We're tabs. We're saying the same thing. There's only two is tabs. the game projections. Yeah. Right? Whereas, like, then if you wanted to go find Micah's for the night, you'd have to go onto his website and, like, blah, blah, blah. So, like, you could see everybody's all in one place, and you would know who's highest on what team tonight and who's lowest on that team, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you would figure out, you know who's losing the most logs with an upset like this, right? Where John Klingberg has the puck right now, and I don't know why. (laughs) Um, You know? So uh, that that was a fun piece of that conversation. And it also felt a little bit like, um, which you don't, I think that some people just do this in general, and it's kind of like, it was a little bit like a a community, like community-driven, like ensemble model almost, where you had like a spread or you could average the probabilities for for all the different models, which is yeah there's we don't do this too much anymore when we first started getting into this i i found that it was pretty fun to do ensemble modeling is where you do like you use multiple different uh, um approaches for instance like maybe it would be so like if we're predicting game projections you could do an ensemble model that would be like you have like three or four different models for the same problem and maybe each one is a different algorithm or maybe each one has different pieces of data that it's using or a different way of evaluating and then kind of this is a simple and you can do a lot of things with this is like a simple explanation is that you then take the four and you average them or you do some kind of weighted average or something which tends to help model prediction in general when you're having multiple projections but it also can be kind of a diminishing returns thing where like for instance in our gar model we actually do that um i think in the future when i redesign the model at some point uh, probably this season i'm kind of maybe going to go away from it because i think it also removes some of the interpretability of the model so, like, for instance, if we had just used linear regression for the GAR model, which reminds me, we really should schedule our GAR gloss. We do. We do. We do <laughs> well, need to. X, do we, did we do XGAR yet? No, we, ha- we haven't done. The write write-up is coming this month. We haven't yeah. done goals above replacement either. <laughs> no, I'm saying, so maybe the maybe when Luke, when, when Luke gets the XGAR write-up out, we should do a glossary yeah. series. to Just kinda, give you know, me, Sean, just say you'll pay me $50 to finish it, and I'll finish <laughs> it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, just give me an incentive. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm what I'm kind of most card to Bernard's. <laughs> so my point you could though buy is anything there is I don't even remember why why this is brought up. But oh, my main point was what I remember seeing, and this is for it's common every year, and it's it doesn't even really matter about game projections. It's also just like you see this before, is if you can kind of think about the early season for um, for game projections, are also just like kind of you know shooting percentage or shots or these things. Maybe not shots. That's a little bit more um, sustainable, but. Uh, is that the first like I don't know hundred games are just spiky? They're all over the place. If you you know if you like if you can imagine I don't know if you've ever like if, if anyone's ever seen like a log loss kind of track you know tracking uh, chart or whatever. It kind of you know if you think about it for every game in the NHL season the you know is the on X, the X axis on the X that's the, your your day 
And so you have, you know, I don't know how many days there are in the NHL season. It's it's like 180. 186, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so hey, you, have 100, yeah. you have 186, like, on the X, and then you have your log loss on the Y, and it tracks, like, your daily kind of rolling log loss. And the first, like, 100 games or first, like, you know, 10 days are just major spikes because you don't have any – real you know there's all of these like right now we're seeing all of these upsets with well but that's not the reason it's because there's only like 20 games well that's what so then so then adding in five more makes a huge impact on the log loss overall Mm -hmm. like when you have carolina at 79 percent and they lose (laughs) to anaheim or when you have toronto at 73 percent and they lose to chicago and it sounds like they're still losing based Sean on Sean's face, reactions. He's, fa- he's legitimately face palming. He's in pain. <laughs> he is in pain right now. I will never get get never not giggle when Sean is like cheering for the Leafs in while, while we're doing this podcast with the the the, the Bruins B above yeah. his head. It's just so funny to me. Yeah. I just see Sean and I know he's watching the Leafs game and he's just got the Boston Bruins logo above his head in his room. Uh, anyway, my point being is that early in the season things are all over the place usually. And they're kind of all over the place throughout the season, but you get more of a st- stability with your projections or with any of the numbers. Um, yes, the projections do start to level out um, when you when we get more team uh, rolling metrics, like their uh, Corsi and goal differential metrics, rolling 25 games. Once we get to the teams have played 25, you know, 20, 15 to 20 games, the projections start to kind of, uh, at least for us, um, they start to stabilize a little bit more where we actually have a better um, idea of, kind of true team talent like right now we're kind of just it's not a stab in the you know shot in the shot in the dark are you combining or i thought you were about to in combine. The <laughs> <laughs> no it's not we're throwing a, a dart in the dark in, in, <laughs> anyway throwing uh, a dart in the dark sorry you, you're making up metaphors <laughs> right now throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks i was trying to <laughs> okay it doesn't matter um, but yeah, once we get like more robust, like kind of team Corsi differential numbers rolling 25 game prior, um, that really starts to help kind of inform true team strength for a season. But the start of the start of the season is always fun because you get these kind of like kind of weird things that happen. It always seems like and there's always um, a bit of a transition for teams between the preseason or the off season into the in the regular season. And it seems like it takes you know, every year, every team is different in terms of how they kind of come up to speed or, you know, goalies, for instance, Luke has kind of been, you know, uh, somewhat um, <clears throat> uh, uh, swearing at uh, Connor Hellebuck recently, although he did fine his last game, right? I mean, mostly just because they won, um, you know, but it's always it's always interesting to kind of see the, the early the early season spikes. That's my that's my main point here. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll have to Maybe I'll see if I like how I could potentially do some kind of like crowdsourced like uh, you know model uh, competition again, like Manny did that year. That was really fun, uh, and it'd be fun to get some more you know people throwing their hats in the ring. Um. Yeah, I'm sure like a lot of people really like that. Did you see? You guys were, I think, fair. I, I don't know where you compare to the market. I feel like Florida was a bigger dog uh, with others, but uh, Florida won tonight against New Jersey. I did they, see that New Jersey had a fifty-seven point six percent odd, and uh, Evan Rodriguez got a nice assist. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. I saw Reinhardt with two goals too. Again, a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff, my knowledge is because I have Reinhardt on my fantasy team. Uh, you know, and I'm also I will say I won week one. I'm feeling pretty happy about my team. Oh I, yeah, I had the too. most points in the league this year. Me too. You know, I was thinking we say we say we shouldn't like Josh. We shouldn't talk about fantasy hockey, but. 
We do provide fantasy hockey projections. That's right. So we could have a little fantasy corner, the <laughs> Josh and Luke's fantasy corner. Well, all three in, of us in are the, in the league. Yeah, we are. But uh, no, it is fun. I've been thinking. I've been kicking around ideas for like I like identifying early season like potential pickups, specifically if you have power play points in your league. Um, because I do think that, for instance, the other night it didn't work out, but I saw <laughs> Michael Bunting was on the top line for Carolina and on the top power play unit playing with Sebastian Ajo, and I was like, "Hey, that looks like a good, uh, you know, good pickup good investment. For, yeah, a good uh, uh, what do you call it? Streamer pickup. Um, and What'd so, you call it? streamer. Streamer. Have you heard that term? Streamer. Yeah, you stream players. You have a spot that you just swap in. Is that in more and out of like players? a fantasy baseball term? Oh, is that like a thing? Have you never heard of that? Like, where usually people will have like I don't know. You probably have like two players on your team that are like sixty or seventy percent are owned or something. Hey, hey, hey! My team is in it. We're we're here to win championships. We're not. <laughs> we're yeah, not but like around. you don't go around like like late like for one week. You look at how many games a player has. Say that there's a forward who has four games. And okay, like, my well, player this week would have been Manchiapani. Um, yeah, and uh, I didn't pull the trigger on that. I don't know why. Because like, so. Right now, my injured players are Buknevich and Stamkos, and somehow I messed up the IR settings. But they're like day to day on Yahoo. But I think Buknevich is like out two weeks. Um, Barzell would be like one to drop, I guess. I don't know. But I, just, I don't know. I didn't pick up Mangiapane, and I don't think he scored anyway. Yeah, usually the term is it's like you're streaming a player for like either for like one specific purpose. So it's like you might have a player that you probably that maybe is like kind of like maybe wouldn't necessarily get claimed if you drop them. Most most teams seem like they have one of those players, at least a couple. Like I probably have like two or three that no one else in the league is actually going to go and pick up right now. So like the last, you know, say like the last day of your week or like maybe you're behind in blocks or something, you might like identify a player and you'd stream them just for a day or like a game or two just to like increase your, you know, yeah. or, or like bet on them to have a good game in a certain situation, which bet is which, <laughs> which is what Luke was doing with Bunting. Yes. Because Bunting's, Bunting's still our guy. How, how's he looked in, in Carolina? I, I didn't I didn't watch any of the Carolina games. No, um, they're out west. Uh, yeah, I, Sean's, I you know Sean's not watching. We have to. We got to put on some high, some more hockey games, bro. I know we've been a little. Yeah, it's been a little bit busy the last. You can catch the nightcaps tonight. Oh wait, every game started at yeah. seven o'clock. There's been multiple reviews in the final minute of play here. Oh, the Leafs must have scored, but there's well, six point two seconds left. <laughs> yeah, it's what's it three two right now? I really want Calgary to win too. Under review, no, but this is they're, this is where the in uh, overtime, eh? Yeah, they are two two against is, the Capitals. This is where the uh, what are they? I I can't remember what they're called. They're basically doing the red zone this year for for NHL, right? They're doing like that one day where they're. Do you hear? You heard about that, Sean? Didn't you? That's yes. not what red zone is. This no, is but also like offsides could get called back. <laughs> the, the Leafs goal. Red zone is like I know what red really zone. Red zone. No, 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 I know. Yeah, Sorry. so they're gonna try to do that yes. one thing where they do a very long period of time with hockey. They're not gonna do the twenty-four hour, which I thought would be cool, but like whatever. What is it called? That's I would like love the one to day turn on the turn fro- on frozen frenzy the TV That's it, in yeah. the morning, like seven o'clock a.m. <laughs> like. Go grab a breakfast sandwich at Rice's and a coffee with my maple syrup in it and oh. watch a hockey game at 7 o'clock. That, right, so that sounds like the ideal morning. Because right, right, wouldn't they do it where they, they have all 16 teams playing on a day and they each start 15 minutes apart? I, I think they're that not that what they're kind of doing? 
I think that's what they're doing, but yeah. I would have liked to have set it up so that you have 24 straight hours of hockey. Or that's like, I think who put that in my brain was like Jeff Merrick. Um, oh, where it's just straight all day hockey. So, so, they, so a team has to start yeah, you play 24 hours around. So you set up a game day with the <laughs> in in mind of of basically um, it taking up two game days, right? And oh god, I um, hope that that would be a nightmare from a date standpoint. You would have to because <laughs> they would go across multiple. Don't do that. I don't want to so, have to so figure out how start, we would handle that. You would that. start. You would have your first game at or your first game starting at say one o'clock. No, maybe maybe we'd start at four o'clock. Okay, four o'clock Eastern. Your first games would start. Then you have games kind of staggered around the seven p.m. slot then the 10 p.m. slot then the 1 a.m. slot i would call that the evolving wild twin <laughs> slot they the 4 a.m. slot the 7 a.m. slot the 10 a.m. slot and then a 1 p.m. slot so are you are you gonna do like are these gonna be like on like they're gonna they're, make players play starting a game well, at saying, a one in the morning well this is where you would do you ship them off australia. to europe yeah i was gonna say you, you do yeah. a game in australia or two games in australia and you do like a game Sweden. or two in Europe. Yeah. 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 So you have you you essentially you you schedule a couple different games on the same day over the course of like, you know, into the night, into the morning, so that it, it in different locations so but you I can mean, all start. The other option hours. the other the more likely option would be on a Sunday or a Saturday, they start the first game at like eleven AM Eastern time. And then they just have scheduled games starting f- until so basically there's twelve hours straight of hockey. That's but I think that's what the frozen the frozen friend is like. There's there's staggering start times like every fifteen minutes, right? Isn't that what it is? I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. I think that's what it is. But yeah. I'm saying I think it would be cool to do a twenty four hour thing. I, as a race fan, the twenty four hour races are really interesting to me, and I think. 24 hours of hockey would be a very interesting thing. And then they would I each like have the like... idea of you turn on your TV and there's hockey on. You can guarantee or you can count on it for 24 hours that you could turn on your TV and there'll be a hockey game on. It. The, the, I way, think the way they should do it though is that everybody like they have it's like a, a relay race where one game cannot start until the other one is finished. So they like when they the refs call each other Say yeah, we're done. Go, and then they <laughs> drop the puck immediately. So there's always like a twenty. So there'll always be like a a period break. So it's basically you have twenty minute period break, twenty minute period break, and then for twenty four hours. That's why how don't the whole they just goes. let's just do this for the whole season constantly? <laughs> so you have twenty four hour hockey. How long would the it's season a lot. take? That's a how, lot of work. Josh. How long would the <laughs> season take? To, how long would the eighty two game season take to finish if it was played consistently for every day, consecutively for twenty four hours every day, all day long? I don't know. I don't want to like because that would be that. every day a team would have a game, right? Basically, well, actually, uh, hold on. What would be the logistics? Well, there's thirty two yeah. games. Sixteen. There would be sixteen games uh, uh, a day, and so that would be that well, would be, you wouldn't be able to get sixteen in in a day, could you? I'm. I'm messed up on my mind i don't know it doesn't matter we did the leafs lose yet <laughs> yeah they finally lost after two official reviews they lost four to one <laughs> did calgary there's an empty netter still... called back then there was a uh uh six on five goal called back and then there was an empty netter scored with like six seconds left i don't know i'm really rooting for the flames this year 
I really am. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't guess why. Yeah, why why would I? Cuz Mangiapane is our yeah, guy. Yeah, why why wouldn't uh why wouldn't we be rooting? Hold on. I want to no, so I, we were not going to go into this. Somebody do the math for us, uh, like when you're listening to this podcast about how long it would take for the season to finish if, if every team. Like, imagine you're that really if, like, interested in this. I just think it's a funny concept to think that, a t- like, obviously, you can't have teams playing ev- or games played every day, right? Like that, or well, like every answer, team playing the answer every day. Is, the answer is, it would take you 82 days. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not realistic for no. It wouldn't. Right, like can that, you imagine? So hard, but can you, you imagine do, how terrible? You could do eighty-two days. How terrible the hockey would be after like the thirtieth <laughs> day or of that or something. Like it would be like it'd be like those Coyotes and Canadians games from like two <laughs> years ago. It was like the worst well, hockey I've no, ever seen. No, that would seen. be that would be the back-to-back because you're gonna have to stagger with sleep. Like they're not gonna get a full day <laughs> in games, right? They're basically gonna be able to go to sleep and they could sleep between. Uh, yeah. eight and ten hours or something. Wake up, yeah. eat, and then go play hockey. <laughs> hockey, again. all right. Hockey. Go play hockey. Go to bed. Hockey's Broccoli. done. They bed. eat. They go to bed. Yeah, like oh, that's what they're. Can you imagine the number of injuries there would be? Well, yeah. so you'd have to play it. You'd have to play it in a central facility. So you'd have to have <laughs> like multiple rigs because you can't spend too much time with the zamboni or you any have sort six pairs, whatever. <laughs> you have to have multiple ice sheets. Yeah, the, the, it'd be like a new the, the NHL would have living to... is going to have to be right there and local. Yeah, and they're just that's crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah, they have to make some mega complex that has sixteen rinks, and then they have off like on site like apartments for well, all the players. You don't need sixteen <laughs> rinks. You don't need sixteen rinks. Like you could get away with like three or four, probably. Okay. Anyway, this is this is enough. These are like uh, our ideas. What was it? The hexagon rink. Hexagon rink. Uh, triangular rank, not jump. triangular rank. That, triangular no, rank. Well, that was the rank, yeah. I, I thought that was like the three. Go- the I three think it's teams just, play just different shapes. <laughs> yeah, three three teams. The three, three team three v three v three v or no, it'd be well, that, the quad, yeah. was quad an idea of yours as well with like the four all star teams. The four. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was that like was, crossed rank or something. Hold I think on, is how what we? I'm trying. I don't know. You can create I, an X. Yeah, you create an X. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like an There's X. There's zones your... created. Yeah, the zones so, cross. Yeah. It's like Crossfire. It's like that Crossfire game or whatever it's called. <laughs> and then a diamond crossfire! Zone. <laughs> yeah, but then guys are just going to get hurt on the boards. No, I know. Like it's you just... just get shoved into the. Can you imagine the yeah. teams like transitioning zones? Like you'd share the neutral zone. That's what like the idea with the cross rank, right? If you have two teams. <laughs> yeah, but if it's in one, if yeah. you're it would be in a zone, you'd have to go all the way across. You couldn't really attack the teams to the right and the left of you. It would be really difficult, probably. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, yeah. obviously, it's completely ridiculous, but I'm just saying, I think the idea of having... So wouldn't you just get stuck going this way? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but it's... So the way it would work is you have Until teams... you have, like, Sammy coming across from, like, one of the other teams. <laughs> one... Here's, here's, an, I... here's an idea. Here, I'm going to throw this one out there. Circular rank, there's four teams, four goals in the, the cardinal positions, which I learned, north, south, east, and west. And you can only score on the goal to your right. And if you cannot move to the next goal until you score. And so then there are four teams that all have to rotate scoring on each other team, but they can only attack right. This is based on a match the gathering time. Like where's, playing. where's the defense? There's no defense. <laughs> <laughs> just the, No, I don't know. Well, isn't that then just a race to go shoot the oh. puck into the net and then grab the puck back okay. out and go to the next this, net? How, uh, defense, <laughs> defense would alternate left. So the defense can, like, once a goal is scored, 
they have to move. I don't know. It doesn't matter. This is I, getting I ridiculous. Like, this is, I like this my. Is, this, sorry. What the thing I really wanted to say was, <laughs> was that this is if we have this major facility with sixteen rinks or whatever, <laughs> and, all, and all the players live there, then we could finally do the experiment where every player plays on a new team with new players every game, and so there it's just a, a pure. We get the true. Like to find the the ultimate impact player the ultimate from our, from our RAPM model. Yeah, they, well, yeah. The, and that's this is like our I think our thought experiment, right? Or the one is to have this kind of setup, but every day they randomly make the teams, right? So that's how like that would be the ultimate experiment is that each day the teams and lineups change randomly, and so you have every day you're on a different team. No, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine like? The event in which you basically have a team of like all fourth liners, <laughs> yeah. bottom pairs, versus like an all-star team, yeah. like Team North America. You got but, Matthews, right. yeah. McDavid, Drysital, McKinnon, Bedard, Matthew Kachuk. Like yeah. that's your top but six. The probability of that is pretty. Ryan Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that is the actual experiment where each day you have every player switch teams, kind of. And 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 the coaches swap and the coaches swap too. as well. So you can it's it'd be a pure what what would it be called? It's not a uh uh it's like a uh uh, uh, uh why am I blanking on the, the modeling term for this uh uh, uh random assortment no, random know. effects right? Isn't that kind random of like effects? I mean, yeah. kind of it, it doesn't matter anyway. We're getting off the rails here. That's fine. Okay. I still really like let's, my let's... idea of of the cross where you have two <laughs> two teams cross playing wire. and they share the neutral zone and they're not a. Each the the two teams that are playing there's two games and they're not playing against the other two teams they're playing against each other but then yeah you have crossfire so they it could be a cross I mean it would be insanely dangerous and also <laughs> completely stupid but I like the idea of shared neutral zone for for an X rank that's that's a fun uh, you know they should do that at the make I just want to see them construct the X rank these are the ideas NHL take take <laughs> yeah, notes take these it. are ideas for your next All Star game <laughs> festivities to try out crossfire. fun you know, you gotta be no crossfire. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we, yeah. Sorry, we we have okay. Okay. Serious <laughs> sight notes, maybe. What? To, to end this. Serious sight notes. Okay. Back. Okay. Sight. Washington. God damn it. Oh my god. Did Washington win? Yeah, they won in the shootout. Oh well. Okay. Um, Rapham is not showing up no. right now. Nor is Gar. Yeah. So when should I expect? Not to ask these dumb questions but there are questions everybody has yeah um when should i expect to see them and, up on evolving dash hockey so for people who are new I, I think that's most like a lot of people who've been around kind of know that this isn't updated immediately but uh we this isn't this is what, what we do every year so i think maybe it was time that we put a note on the gar and xgar pages because right now if you just go there it says no data um and so it's a little bit uh, i should just update that so it doesn't dis- it just displays, it just displays the most last recent. Year, yeah. yeah i don't i i every year i get here and i realize like oh i should update that so it doesn't update to the new season and then by the time so we by the time i'm question, adding it then i forgot usually usually the gar and xgar and rapham data is we tend to get it up sometime around the point that at which most teams have played like 10 games um it kind of depends on when things seem to start to stabilize a little bit the reason that we don't provide it early is that it uh in with especially like in two or three games sometimes the models just don't work because there's just not enough event information for all of them to kind of for the entire system because it's multiple models across that kind of you know cover all the components and so well the, specifically the power play yeah. the shorthanded models there's just really not enough time and i think there's like yeah it, it it's you just get some weird errors because it's like like 
it just doesn't work. Like there's not enough like observations in the model data for it to actually have a projection. And so there are some, we could like do some things to work around that and just have it display zero. But we have over the years just decided to wait because it's actually like kind of just looks weird when it's like two games and you run guard. Yeah. So I think (laughs) sometimes, I mean, I think if I have, if I, I'll, I'll probably run it and test it out. Um, it just, I don't know, maybe in a week or something. And then if it looks fine, I might add it. But uh, generally, it's around, yeah, the 10-game mark. I think that's when we did it last year. Yeah. I no, meant to go it is. Look. It is. It's usually to... around the 10-game mark. It also kind of has been <laughs> – we haven't been the best about it because sometimes it's just like Luke will run it. And then it's like, hey, this looks pretty good. I'm just going to push this live on the site. <laughs> and then it's just out. So I think that we – we will usually it's around the ten game mark, and it's some that tends to be about when like half the teams have played ten games, um, give or take. Now it's kind of the the game games played are like not always consistent, and so you might have some teams that are like over like thirteen, some that at eight or whatever. But usually it's around that point, which I think I want to say usually happens around like uh, like maybe the third or fourth week of the season. So probably like mid November, maybe the second week of November or no, mid- it'd be earlier than that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe like first or second week in November, somewhere around there, I think. Yeah. We'll, we'll have, have to see, live. but then also that includes the, so right now we don't currently have our gar or X gar or wrap for skaters or teams. And then our quality of competition stuff is not updated. Uh, also, cause that requires the wrap and gar data. Um, and then also the player cards will be added later. So the player cards will be added. I think some I did that in sometime in December, because um, that does require a lot more data to just compare everyone. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's a separate process. I meant to go look into this to see when I ex- exactly did it because I have it noted. But um, yeah, so the player cards um, won't be updated for probably another month or two after or month after we release the Rapam Car and Xcar uh, data. Um, yeah, yeah, so, and I think that was there were there other site notes or anything. No, I think the, the else, one thing Sean? is that we are aware of not to cut Sean off. He was going to say something. No, no, but, no. You're about to say the same thing. I think about the live yeah. games that the live live games have just been a little bit inconsistent with the data this year. Um, we've been kind of processing it. It seems like at towards, well, it's not in. It's at the start of games. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yes, like by inconsistent, I mean the start of the games has been taking a little longer for the data to kind of get in line. By the usually by the first period, it seems like it's kind of started to kind of update and be live so we're still kind of monitoring that i we apologize if you are um seeing that we're aware of it it's just something that by the end of the game everything is fine uh but there's been some some i guess some things that have been off with the start of nhl games this season and the data that um that is present so we're kind of looking at it i'm hoping that it kind of just like will settle down uh as the season goes by because it's still i mean again we're one week into the season so okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think i think yeah. it's kind of all i mean for all the nightmares and all the nights that <laughs> luke spent up while working you guys kind of sleep after the night but you know having nightmares about um some of this transition stuff uh i, I think the start of the season has been pretty smooth from a data standpoint which is yeah been well good. thank you you know yes. you always have your you always have your bumps yes there but... are it's it's been you know this is what we i i i think i said this maybe on blue sky also we're on blue sky too <laughs> both we need both evolving wild and evolving hockey are both on blue sky uh but if you are on blue sky go feel free to give us a follow there uh but anyway um is that if like the ideal here is that no one knows anything happened at all in the op like that it's the most smooth transition possible there's no impacts and that's kind of i knock i'm knocking on wood here uh (laughs) is that uh that that's kind of what happened now we're gonna have to still 
because um, there were some major data changes, like source data changes. So we're going to have to, you know, once we get further into the season a little bit, we're going to have to kind of look at if there are kind of like, how does that, if it lines up, like if the consistency is still the same or if there's kind of changes in trends and whatnot, because um, that can affect potentially models um, as we have seen with XG models in the past with the shot location thing that happened a couple of years ago, or three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, so we'll be check, we'll be monitoring that. Um, but we kind of need more data before we can really know. So yeah. So again, my analogy about the log loss chart of, you know, spiky, spiky uh, lines <laughs> in the start of the season. It's kind of the same across the yeah. board. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in the early parts of the season, but it'd be funny. I bet that that kind of weird stuff. Well, it doesn't seem like it does. It seems like it's a lot of it is like new teams figuring out who's working together, who's not, and kind of matchup checking, their opponents and that type of thing that can maybe lead to some more higher variance in uh, kind of results at the start of a season. But I don't yeah. know. It's kind of interesting. It seems like every year there's kind of fun, funny things that start happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, anyway, it always, it's been a fun first week. It's nice to have the season back and have, uh, you know, some hockey to watch, or I should say NHL hockey uh, to watch. Um, I know Sean has been enjoying uh, watching hockey 24 seven. He wishes he could watch it 24 yeah. seven, as he said earlier. So actually college really wasn't back before uh, NHL. Well, it never really is before NHL or anything. So, it really is just back to back to hockey. hockey now. Yeah, watching hockey. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think that think that's pretty much it. Again, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. Although I don't think that Twitter you can DM us anymore. Like re- DM requests don't work because you have to like pay or we have to follow you, which is annoying. I think it's like if we have an existing message like history with somebody, we can still message. But yeah, we've gotten a lot of feedback that, and I, I think over the last like six months that like they they just have removed the ability for people to request like send DMs to people they don't follow unless you pay for it. Um, so if you're having trouble on Twitter, uh, you can on on the website. There's a contact us form under your profile dropdown. Um, there's also uh, you can just hit us up at support at evolving-hockey.com, and we'll try to get back as soon as we can uh, with any any issues. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We'll we'll have a lot more to talk about. I think after the season gets going, um, you know, and we're you're through the first couple weeks where you know instead of talking about you know Teravine and having eighty percent shooting percentage <laughs> through three games, <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about Matthews having a thirty percent shooting percentage after ten. games. Games or yeah how about yeah anyway <laughs> well i don't think he's gonna have 10 games but yeah after five games we'll be back with after the leaves play five games um, <laughs> i think they have two more this week uh when we come back next week take it easy sean yeah take it easy All sean right. thanks